Hi guys and welcome to True Crime Girl Time episode 15. I'm really really excited for you guys to hear this episode. It's a very very special episode and it is our very first live show. We are so excited because we have a special guest Jillian Pensavale from True Crime Obsessed. She's also the producer of Hamilcast, a Hamilton podcast, and she's also the producer of her husband Mike's podcast, Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. We were so excited that Jillian was able to do this and that her and Mike were able to attend our live meetup. I want to go ahead and warn you that this audio is not the best. And in the beginning, a question was left out because you guys know I am such a great audio person. I'm really working on it and I'm having Will do some stuff for us. So hopefully we'll get a little bit better. Thank you guys for listening anyways. But I want to go ahead and say that it's not the best, but it is one of the very, very best episodes for us. And we are so excited to have Jillian as a part of it. Thanks again, Jillian and Mike, for being the best this weekend. And thank you all who we met this weekend at PodX. It was such a great experience, and we can't wait to do things like this more often. So without further ado, I'll let you get to the episode. Uh, my name is Jillian Pensavalli. I have three podcasts. They are The Hamilcast, which is about Hamilton and American Musical. I have True Crime Obsessed with my co-host Patrick Hines, and we cover um, true crime documentaries, and we laugh about the, the horrible people, and we advocate for the victims and, and the heroes. And then I produce Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones, which is a sketch comedy podcast. Um, and my super hot husband Mike is the Michael of Ted and Michael. Mike, 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 Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> when we saw him in the bar the other day, we were like, Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> He's the greatest. We love hot husband Mike. Yes, <laughs> me too. He's great. So there you go. All right. Area. What does group mean? It's an app where you can make group messages with basically strangers, and that sounds dangerous, but it's like... Sure does. <laughs> we were in it with the purpose of, we knew who, we knew some people in the group already, and that's how we got into the group message, but it was basically a group message for women in the Atlanta area to be able to hang out in Atlanta at bars or restaurants or whatever. Public places with a lot of witnesses. Exactly, and make friends. So... <laughs> So it's like a networking thing. Yeah, it was. Exactly. So um, I, they did like a Instagram follow thing. Everyone was following each other. I followed Ansley, and I saw in her Instagram bio that she was a fan of a podcast that I was also a fan of. And so I sent a message in the group, and was like, uh, hey, we what? have things in common. What podcast was it? My Favorite Murder. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I sent her a little SSDGM because that's how everyone knows that you're a fan of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, she sent it back, and then we kind of got started talking. And I had, uh, well, I guess my husband had some friends who... <laughs> wait executive wait husband Casey? People, Casey. <laughs> Chief executive husband. I love the husbands. <laughs> or the spouse, or whoever you are, your yes. person. I love people's person. Does that make sense? People's people. Yeah. They're great. They don't even like true crime and they, they're still here all weekend. Mm -hmm. So that was really great. He, he or podcast. For me. So, um, he had a friend who just like willy nilly made a podcast and I was like, well, if they're doing it, mm -hmm. I should do one. I like what's stopping me from doing it. Nothing. So I posted on my Instagram and I was like, Hey, uh, does anyone want to like get in front of a microphone and talk about murder with me? Mm -hmm. And Ansley was like, Oh, Hey, me. 
And so that week we got together, we recorded an episode, we shot it out the same week, we threw a logo together, we came up with a name for the podcast, and that was that. Are you telling me that the first time you met, you recorded together? Yes. What? Yes. We recorded within an hour of meeting each other. And so you just knew? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not making a joke, like you just knew, like the chemistry was there, there was a spark yeah. there, you knew like, okay, I can, I can work with this person. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of scary how similar we are. And since we didn't know each other before we started recording, it's like the more we've recorded, the more we've learned about each other. So our yeah. listeners are hearing us get to know each other while we're recording. That is so goddamn cool. It's I really it's cool. Lot. Yeah, it's really cool because we didn't, like, we, didn't, we really hadn't even had that much of conversation before we started. So, like she said, you're getting to know, I'm getting to know her, she's getting to know me, and so are the listeners. So we're, like, all on the same page. Yeah, it's crazy. And then it's like the more we learn about each other, the more we're like, we we say this all the time. Are we the same person? Yes. We say it to each other every day that we talk. Well, someone thought that we were twins, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. A security guard swears that we're twins. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you guys just decided, like, you just wanted to talk about true crime? Like, what was, like, if you guys had just, what was the conversation of what the podcast was going to be? Well, I think because we were interested in My Favorite Murder, like, we both knew that we were interested in murder. So we were like, okay, obviously we have this common thing, and we just like to talk about it, so. Is it just murder, or is it true crime in general? It's mainly murder. Okay. It's mainly murder. I've been dying to find a really good story that's not murder, and have not come across one that I just really wanted to share because... What about cults? Cults are the best. Yeah, they cults are the best. best. But everybody but knows about them. they involve cults. murder. Yeah. But sometimes um, they just involve like a lot of drugs and like stealing money and lies. Right, yeah. Well, we also really love to... <laughs> not that one. We also really love to tell stories that people have never heard before. Great. As opposed yeah. to doing Ted Bundy for the millionth time. Or Ted Bundy, who is not good looking, everybody. Thank you. He's really not. Really not. Evil, ugly, the unibrow. Yeah, ugly from within and ugly on the outside. It's just he's not not attractive. Although I do have to say, on the shockingly evil and whatever. That's Zach Efron. Yeah, I know. He was portrayed as very handsome. Zach Efron, Ted Bundy, he is not. Yes. In in all the ways. So it's not all from all of them. Yeah. Not yet, anyway, so let's keep doing what you're doing, Zach Efron. You're doing great. You're not murdering. Except for the fact that you don't want to do a High School Musical reunion. That's unexpected. Look, I saw High School Musical 3 in the theater, okay? I'm a fan of High School Musical. Bet on it. What time is it? Enough. This is the best. I love High School Musical. I'll scream about it all day long. I can still do that dance they did in the gym. We're all in this together. Do you want to do it right now? In front of so many people? I'm just kidding. Remember the choreography of the... The what time is it summertime where they would do this like if they were yes i see you kenny ortega who also choreographed newsies welcome to the broadway panel <laughs> welcome to the, the musical theater panel best anyway. thing in the movie is the last one where they jump off into the pool mm-hmm. i just was dying to do that it is the most albuquerque thing with those like those orange mountains or those rock formations or whatever mm-hmm. i'm what it, patrick calls us a uh, city hicks we have no idea about anything about anything other than like buildings and subways. <laughs> We're very sheltered. We're sheltered, dumb New Yorkers. Anyway, lots of this is about you. So you decided <laughs> that you were going to just, you wanted a, a fun friend to talk about murder with. Yes. And then you guys met and recorded that same day. Like, what, like, where did you go? What happened? I Walk me through the whole, like, hi, 
think you guys hugged, obviously, I'm sure. Yeah. But what was it can like? I do no, this? Actually, I don't think we did. Can I, I don't do think this? We did hug. Yeah, you can take it. Okay, so I'm actually a personal injury paralegal, so um, that's my full-time job. But I just called her and I was like, hey, our law firm has a conference room. Come record in this conference room. Nice. So my bosses are literally walking by as we're recording our podcast. What, did you have the equipment? Did you buy the equipment? Like, Yeah, you, some cheap stuff off Amazon. Cheap executive husband. You he bought everything? This is how he got the title. He started buying microphones mm-hmm. and all kinds of other stuff for us to record. But we had a, to begin with, we had a shared microphone and we sat like, super duper close to each mm-hmm. other so it was picking both of us up we were in the we were in the law firm like she said and we were in the squeaky chairs yep. at the conference table yeah conference rooms are kind of echoey oh yeah yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. We I think they were. I think they were doing some construction too. So right. that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, we live. Please, we live across the street from construction and a schoolyard. So the kids were screaming all the time. I recorded the first couple episodes of the Hamilcast on a camcorder and used that microphone. Oh wow. Oh, you just Google things and you figure out what you have to buy. I was so excited to make a podcast. I was like, I don't have mics yet. Oh, I have one mic. Yeah, let's put all of us on one track <laughs> and not edit it and just put it out there because I was too excited. So we have a lot in common. I love Sounds that. like us. Yeah. So, but it wasn't like, I just, I'm fascinated. I'm going to just like drive this point home that you guys didn't feel any like awkwardness, like that you're going to talk about this stuff and you just met for the first time. No. That was so cool. No, I don't think there was any awkwardness because we were so nervous about what was coming out of our mouth mm-hmm. and what we were going to sound like, which everyone hates their voice on recording. That oh, was yeah. like uh, podcasting 101. You hate the sound of your own voice. And so we were just more concerned about like, are we telling the story? Well, how do I sound? Did I just say something stupid that there was no awkwardness between the two of us because we were experiencing those same feelings at the exact same time right. for the first time. Mm-hmm. So there was really no, there was not room for awkwardness between the two of us, right. between all the anxiety. So, and I think that we started and stopped like 16 times. We sure. were like, Oh my God, we're so nervous. Oh my God, we're so nervous. We don't do it anymore. We just let it keep going. We're like, we'll cut it out. It's fine. Yeah. Or keep it in. People love those. We, those raw we keep a lot of them in. Yeah. Now we do. Yeah, my we have a golden retriever who. What's their name, please. Chipper. Chipper. I'm in love. We call him Chip. I'm in love. Chip. I'm the best boy. Chip. I'm the best boy. Fifteen ten. I'm in love with Chip. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, we were recording and we were actually doing it remotely, so we were apart from each other. And Chip was sitting right next to me. He has a Mario toy, like Super, Super Mario. Mm-hmm. And it makes like a little like do 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 kind of thing what? and we were recording in the middle of recording I'm like in the middle of telling a murder story and it goes off and I was like and I was like you can't do this I had to take it from him and give him a toy that didn't make you noise took so then he found another toy chip. yes so chip then he found another car. toy that made noise and it was a monkey that screamed chipper. <laughs> chipper. chipper chipper but you said you call him chip you call him chip oh, okay. no you're right I want to get the name right Chipper nope. Jones, I assume, right? That's exactly who he's named after. Who's yeah. that? From the Atlanta Braves. I just sports, started. sports. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Got sports. it. Yeah. It's sports. a bane of Met, Mets, the Mets for years and years. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, wait, so you guys, do you tell one story together, or do you each tell your own? A la my favorite murder. A la my favorite murder. So you each how we do it. Yeah. Yeah, we each tell a story. And you don't tell each other what the story's gonna no. be. No. no. So the reactions are real AF. Yes, they are real. And usually it's 
our first time hearing that story because like I said we don't like to do stories that people know really mm -hmm. well yeah so it's usually our first time hearing that story so you're really getting a genuine reaction from us yeah the, all the questions and the wait what all that oh yeah it's legit there's a lot of like repeating things because we're like wait wait hang on sorry what were the names there's like she just told a story recently there was like five S names in the story. And I was like, no, 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 you gotta go back. Mm -hmm. I was like, clear this up, please. Yeah, I can't do this. No, that's great, because you know the listeners are saying the same thing. You're probably you know, right. like when you can kind of be the voice of the listener and ask all those questions. So it's exactly. great that you guys don't rehearse yeah. that because you're, you guys are like melded together in that moment, which I think is very cool. I feel like it's great and horrible at the same time because sometimes it's a hot mess and then sometimes it's helpful. So yeah. hopefully it lends itself more to being helpful than yeah. a hot mess. I, absolutely. What is your like production schedule like? How how long do you like? There is recording? none. There, there is none. none. <laughs> so you record and who edits it? I do. Okay. Yeah. Does, yeah. And you have a full time job too. Yes, okay. I do. Do you have a full time job too? I am a law student. I'm in law school. Holy shit! So technically a full time job. I just don't get paid. Right. No. Totally. Um, That's fine. So then you edit. You edit it and then you just like release it every what? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. So you're editing like week to week. Yes. You don't have any in the can as they no. say. No, not right now. We started out doing that. We were recording two at a time, and then we realized that when we were doing that, we sounded dead tired oh, yeah. in the second episode. Mm -hmm each time and we were recording at night so it was even worse like we were actually tired and had no energy and it was fun. right after work too so we were like yeah yeah and yeah. it was after yeah it was after work for her and after a full day of school for mm -hmm. me so i was like i don't have the energy to be funny right now and you're talking about really hard things so you have to kind of like get into that mindset and at actual the end of the day like literally the end of the day you just it's hard to ramp up and and have energy about a horrible horrible thing that happened to somebody to real people mm -hmm. yeah you know it's tough it's a very fine line to walk i feel like because you want to be entertaining to people you want people to enjoy hearing you and i love making people laugh Mm -hmm. So I'm always you're very good to, at it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm always wanting to make people laugh, so it's very hard to do that and not be like horrible or yeah. offend anyone or like make which we have. Yeah. Well, let me let me say one thing about that. You you're gonna you yeah. can say two right. plus two is four, and someone will be like, now hold on a second. I'm pretty sure it's actually it, it's one zillion blue. percent. Yeah. So as long as you're respectful, which is a, a fine line, is I'm too crime obsessed too. Like. We're not ever making fun of the victims or blaming them in any way. But like I said in the panel before, like if you're a murderer, I could I could say anything about you. Now. Yeah. Like now you've opened the floodgates, and now I can make fun of absolutely everything about you. Um, so it is a, it is a very very fine line because to be like, oh, it's a true crime comedy podcast. Wait, bear with me. Let me explain that real <laughs> it, quick. It, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try. Yeah. People instantly think that you're making fun of like, isn't murder hilarious? And it's not. No. But if we don't laugh about it or find some kind of way to work through it. How can you handle it? We would all be yeah. crying in a corner all the time and never leave our apartments because it's the world is terrifying. Yeah. And everyone's scared of it. And it's such an important thing to talk about. You, I feel like this is the only way to be able to talk about it. Right. So, yeah. And it's, I love that you guys, because Crime Junkie does the same thing, like trying to do um, topics or, or stories that people don't really know about to have, you know, 
just the awareness of it and just like exactly. it's a horrible thing but it, out of respect for whatever happened like these stories need to be told and not forgotten and mm-hmm. it's important that's how matter. I feel about cold cases I'm really into the cold cases yeah. and that's a hard line to you know dance on because you know you don't want to accuse anybody of it but there's also going to be suspects and there's also going to be like rumors and stuff so right. it's it's something that I like to talk about, but it's also really hard to talk about. Yeah, because you want to be respectful and you also want to be responsible too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's tough. So, what is your? What are your goals? Do you have goals? I can't believe I just asked that question. I never ask questions like that. But like, what is? What do you guys want this to be? Do you want it to be a passion project? Do you want to quit your jobs and do this? Do you want to use your law degree to help the awareness and the story? Like, what do you guys? Tell me where you want to be a year from today. A year from today. Why did you have to ask him this, this question? Because <laughs> it's something to think I about. Because I, I didn't have any goals at all for any of this. And now I'm a podcaster for my as a living. I did not think that was going to be a thing. I think that's exactly where we are right now. Like, we, we, ne- we don't really have any goals right now. We just do it as, like, for fun. For a long yeah. ride. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, I feel like it's slowly becoming like something more you not know to be like a total weirdo but it's like wherever the wind takes us you know so that's where i live so it's not weird all right <laughs> yeah um do you want to tell your story how much time do you have yeah, to say maybe we should dive into the story oh we have a question there's a microphone up here oh yeah but i'm a bad moderator you have a question yeah it's the one that no, I need you to do it. Can you get up to the microphone because we're recording. Yeah, thank you. Chief Executive Husband Casey, not yeah. following directions. Don't do a clean edit on this. I want to hear all of this. <laughs> all right, so you gotta get really close. Do not tap it again. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so tall. He can't. So this was a question that I wanted them to answer on. They had like a like a Q and A episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, I got a really good question. I really want you to answer it." She finishes the episode, and I was like listening. I was in the room, and she never asked it. And I was like, "You didn't ask. You didn't answer my question." She goes, "What was it?" And I told her, and she was like, "Oh my god, I feel so bad." I take four. So now I want you to answer. I'll offer you guys to answer it, but you can't say the Zodiac Killer. You can't put me on the spot like this because I've forgotten the question. So if there is one crime ever in the history of crimes and you could go back and know every detail about the entire thing, what crime would it be? And you can't pick the Zodiac Killer. Oh, I know. Uh, The West Memphis Three, so that my friend could be fully exonerated. I would want to know all of that and be able to say, exonerate this person, these three people, and uh, have justice for the, the three boys. So that's that's what that's what I would do. I think that's a really good one. I yeah. thought after yesterday, you were gonna say Zodiac for sure. Oh no no no! I mean, I maybe I, I think I I would always yeah have Damien's back in that. But you have a thing for the Zodiac. I do have a thing for the Zodiac. I will solve it one day, but since I couldn't answer, uh, yeah, since I couldn't say that, yeah, I just want I want to, I want them to be fully exonerated. I think it's nonsense. We need to know that it's not Ted. That's all I gotta say. That's not Ted. But no, the Zodiac killer, not Ted Cruz. Oh, oh Ted Cruz. Yeah. No, he's, he's bad enough. He's got his issues. Bundy? Yeah, he's yeah, a busy guy. When you yeah. refer to Ted, I think Ted Bundy. That's it. Yeah, I was like, what's Ted in the West Memphis Three Days? You mean Terry Hobbs? <laughs> I really don't Do know why know? I referred to him only by his first name. Um, let's move on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, man. See, because I know I answered this question when we were talking to my parents, and I said the Zodiac then, but, and this might sound... Not even cliche, but just dumb. I don't know. 
I would probably say John Benet Ramsey. Ooh, just because I I just want to know for sure. I mean, I could say all day. Pretty sure the brother did it. Oh but, really? Interesting. Mm, I have I have thoughts, <laughs> but um, I think that would be mine, John Benet Ramsey. Okay. Okay, so I have one that probably nobody has ever heard about because it's from my hometown. So there's this guy that went missing. His name is Joshua Adams, and I know his family. So it's been, I think, four or five years, and nobody, I mean, his truck and his keys and his phone were found. Yeah, so nobody has been able to find him or anything, no clues, no nothing. And they've been searching, like, to this day. So I think I would just want to know because I've seen like the real and raw things that have been happening to this family yeah. and like what they're going through. And um, his mom actually was trying to figure out what happened to him and actually passed away while, you know, trying to figure it mm-hmm. out. So I think I would want to know that one just because I, I know the family and I know yeah, like yeah, what's been happening on social media and stuff like that. So yeah. if I had to do a second one, I would. I would get Adnan out of out of prison. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all it's all about it's it's not just because I want to know. It's like if me knowing means that I can get wrongfully convicted people have some help and get them out of there, or get them fully exonerated or whatever. Like Damien's out, which is great, but he's still he's like on paper a convicted murderer, and he's not at all. So yeah, that's what I would want. It's not the curiosity necessarily. It's like can we just clear these people's names, please? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. One that is a curiosity. And I can't say Zodiac? No. Yes. <laughs> um, I, uh, we were talking about uh, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane, and there are a lot of questions there. Uh, so it's, that's on the forefront of my mind, because we were just talking about, like, there's something else happening. Like, it's not just the, that she was hammered, and it's that there's something there. I would want to know, like, why does she look so sober in those... CCTV videos and the, why why was she so focused? Like she was drunk, but she wasn't swerving. So I'm gonna go with that one just because we were we've been talking about it like all weekend. So yeah, I think if I had to have a second one, I'd piggyback off of Adnan. And yeah, I think 100. percent Also, I didn't meet um, Queen Rabia yesterday. She sounds so good. <laughs> I just knew that if I if I tried to speak to her, I would have said the dumbest thing. She is so smart. And so wonderful, though. Like, I understand because I, I had to do a panel, like, moderate a panel with Rakia. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and I, I, I totally understand that feeling. But she's so um, kind and genuine and real that she doesn't, in that moment, you think you're going to feel like that. But she's so lovely and warm that she puts you at ease right away. She's, yeah. she's just an excellent, excellent person. I know that Patrick put up a picture of all of you guys or whatever, and somebody, like, commented on it was like, does she smell good? And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I, I could smell, smell her. Smell the phone I could like smell that. her on the panel. Like, we were, I, she's, it's a thing. She layers, like, that's the, that's the trick apparently, and people will come up to her at different conventions and be like, oh, I'm gonna tell Jillian that you smelled good, because I'm obsessed with how she smells, it's very weird. Um, and she, she always says, like, did I do good? Did I do good, Jillian? I do I smell? And I'm like, yes, you can do no wrong Rabia. Oh, Girl. And I, I, I keep telling her like with all the, the setbacks in Adnan's case I just keep saying like he's getting out. Like he's going to be out. When he's out I promise you like it's it's a, a shit ton of work and they have had setbacks but he's getting out. There's no question in my mind. Yeah. He, will, he will be released. Yeah I very much hope for that. Yeah. Do we have any more questions from yeah, anybody any more before? Because I think we're going to do a... Okay. Um,
like a little bit of a story. Hello. If you can make it over here real fast, I'm sorry. Just get a light job. No worries. <laughs> Need to walk out the conference anyways, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you so much for uh, being here. So, you know, one thing that really intrigued me was that you guys were talking about, Jillian, you were asking them about when do they expect to work full time and uh -huh. stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I was just wondering, um, you know, on, on your end, how long did it take for you to start working full time um, on your podcast? Because I recently actually just quit my job to work full time in my startup. Yes, congrats. Oh, thank yeah, you. That's awesome. So, um, and yeah. thanks for being here, by the way. Yeah, thank yeah. you for being here. And that's a great question. I also have the same question. What is your name? <laughs> my name is Noah, and I'm the CEO of Salt Media, a new podcast platform. There you go. Awesome. See, that's cool. excellent because that's going to be recorded and then everyone's podcasting with me in our episode. So. <laughs> um, well, when I started the Hamilcast, I never thought I would be, it was, it was never a goal for me to become a professional podcaster ever. It was like, I just want to talk about this thing for a long time. So I will do the Hamilcast forever. I have a Patreon. I love every single Patreon peep. Um, but it's never, I knew it was never going to sustain me financially um but i appreciate every single solitary sense um and with true crime obsessed like we started it our goal was to solve the zodiac um and then we realized well let's just drag people in documentaries and that just seemed more fun and um much more entertaining much more entertaining and it became it's so much work because we watched the documentaries and we don't watch them we're pausing and stopping and taking the notes and it's a lot of work and that the editing is a lot of work we're finding the right clips and Patrick just kind of looked at me and said well if we're gonna do this we have to make money from it we can't it's too much to do it for free and then it's like yeah well I'm doing now two podcasts and now eventually with Ted Michael Reed sketches into microphones three podcasts it's like I just need to if this is going to actually take over my life where I don't have time to do anything else I need to make a living from it so because Patrick had been podcasting for longer uh, than I had, he kind of knew like, okay, well, we'll get ads. Cause I, I always said from the beginning, I'm never going to have ads on the Hamilcast. It's not what it's for. It's not what it's about, but he had ads on theater people and he knew that whole world. And I was like, Oh, make money from, Oh yeah, that's, that's like a good idea. And then, you know, we were doing the ads and the ads are based on your numbers. So like we had to grow more for the ads to be lucrative. And then we started the Patreon and now we have all of that. So it was really truly Patrick who, who pushed that issue and, and sort of made it happen. And I guess it was maybe like six months into True Crime Obsessed, I won't, I'm guessing that I was able to quit my freelance jobs, but it was work to make it work. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it was work to be able to say like, I'm going to work now. Um, or I have to work today and working is watching because now we have two, two podcasts. It's the Patreon feed and the, the regular feed and they are equal in our minds. So we make two podcasts a week. So it's a lot of work, but I think it, yeah, about six months. Um, but it never occurred to me. Like you guys, I was just like, I'm along for the ride. Like, yeah, let's like laugh about this and just bring some levity to these horrible things and try to like, as a mental health thing, like I kind of like, let's talk about it. Um, but it was never my goal to do that. So if it wasn't for Patrick, I would not be here. He really pushed the whole thing and had the knowledge for it. So yeah, does that answer it? Yeah, th okay. thank you so much. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Are there any other questions before we dive oh. into a murder? Wait, I have a question for Jillian. Oh, okay. Wait, I forgot it. Oh my God. Just I'm keep sorry. us all in, keep all in. I forgot, I forgot, I'm sorry, guys. Professionals. 
That's what we are. Am I allowed to ask you questions while you tell the story, or should I let you read it? You oh asked me stay, questions. Stay with me the whole time. Okay. Join us. Can I take this okay. off of here? I just want to hold it. I feel like I'm leaning really far forward. Do what you got to do. Okay, so I have a murder. Oh, no. I know. It really sucks. Oh, but I think that's why people don't take it off. It's making a lot of noise. Yeah. That was dumb. All right. Okay, so, so yeah, learning process. I'm ready if you're ready. So as far as I know, you guys don't know the Daytona Beach murders. No, I have no, I have no idea. Do, have you heard of them? I don't think anything? that I know it. Okay, I'm gonna try to make this fast. Okay. Okay, so this is another one where it hasn't been identified of who it is. So, so there's case. a bunch of killings and no murder. Okay. So from 2005 to 2007, there were four to seven victims, and that's a little, like, I don't know. There's some people that say that some murders were connected to this guy, but there's some people that say, like, no, they aren't. And there's some speculation around that. So sounds solid four. Right. What'd you say? So that sounds about right. So as you know, Daytona Beach is a really popular tourist attraction. There's like the, is it, I'm not into NASCAR, but it's Daytona 500, am I right? Yes, no? Oh, yeah. And it sounds like it's a spring breaky place. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Anywhere with a beach. Oh, um, and before products like things us for this, trigger warning. This is a murder podcast. We're talking about murder. Are there animals involved? No. Okay. No. I just like to know. Oh, no, there's not. To prepare myself. Really? Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so another thing, before I tell you guys about this, there's some things about um, the victims in the story don't really, didn't really choose the life of, like, safety and, like, all this kind of stuff, but as you all know, that doesn't mean that we can't figure out what happened to them. Okay. We don't victim blame on this podcast. So, on December 24th of 2005, Laquetta Gunner, a 45-year-old sex worker, and also known as Quetta to her friends, was enjoying Christmas Eve with her friend and her roommate, Stacy. So this is known to be something that happened year after year, a tradition between her and Stacy. They would uh, begin working in the kitchen to prepare for Christmas Day. However, this year, Quetta decided that she wanted to go to a local bar by the name of Chubby's. She told Stacy, hey, don't worry about me. I'll be back in a few hours. And that was the last time that Stacy ever saw Quetta after that. What is her name? I'm sorry. It's Loquetta, but they call her Quetta. Okay. Yeah. Quetta and Stacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. There's a lot of names in this one, too. So, <laughs> so and, I know. Just, I wish I, like, drew out, like, a map or, like, a family tree. You gotta kind of start doing that. I know. You really do. Yeah. Not a visual medium, but I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, Stacy recalls staying up and waiting on Quetta to come home, but she never did. So the following morning, Quetta's body was found in an alley, and she was naked and shoved into a hole between two buildings. I guess this was like an alleyway. I don't like. Is there a hole in an alleyway? A hole or an alley? I, I just it alley. took it and ran with it. So um, she was actually found shot execution style in the back of the head with a forty caliber. I don't like that. I know. So Quetta's there was DNA on her body, and. Um, I keep on saying it. I'm really sorry. This font is so small. 
and my contacts are messing up. But anyway, so uh, Stacy held a memorial for Quetta and got a ton of her friends to sign a poster and hung it in the alleyway where Quetta's body was found. Another murder that happened was Julie Green's and she was known as Sissy and her murder was incredibly similar to Quetta's. She was a 34-year-old with two children, 11 and 13. She worked as a gardener and a dog groomer, which I want to be a dog groomer. Dog just get to see dogs all day. That would be awesome. I thought about that, but then I was like, then I got to work on weekends, and that's just not going to happen. Mm. So. But the dogs. But, but I have one at home. Okay. <laughs> you don't just have one. You have several. I do have several. How many do you have? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. I'm sorry. No. But you mentioned dogs, and now I'm going to ask something. I have five. So you live in heaven. <laughs> Sometimes. Perfect. Paradise. Depends how they're behaving. Okay, so Jolie was, Jolie was a dog groomer, but she also worked as a sex worker. And the things about Jolie's murder that were so intriguing was that Quetta and Jolie were actually friends. Mm -hmm. So, number one, I feel like the murderer like, knew them right. and knew that they were friends. So, you remember this poster that Stacy hung on the in the alleyway? That everyone signed? That everyone signed? In Julie actually signed it. <gasps> no! Before she was murdered. Oh, that is so chilling. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I wrote in here. Crazy, right? This is the part where I need for you to comment on. <laughs> so, anyways. January 13, 2016 was just a few weeks after Quetta's murder, and Julie told her friend that she needed to make a call to the payphone down the road. So she never returned back, and her body was found the next morning when a construction worker found it on a dirt road. Hmm. Just like Quetta, she was shot in the back of the head with a 40 caliber. Um, there was actually tire tracks nearby, which uh, investigators identified as a 2003 Ford Taurus or a Mercury Sable. I don't know what that is. Don't ask cars me. Sound nice. So, no, they're old. I think my mom had a Mercury Sable when I was growing up. I think it's, that's kind of an old car. I don't yeah, I don't even car. know what that is. I know what a Taurus is because it's pretty, like, it's pretty common, you yeah. know? I see, like, that, I see that on Lyft on the app. Like, look for a Taurus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's an old one, don't get in it. They're horrible. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, Ford. <laughs> so, days before Julie's murder. <laughs> not a sponsor. Ford, not a sponsor. This <laughs> podcast. Days before Julie's murder, she seemed to know that something wasn't right and that she might be in some trouble. So she wrote her boyfriend, who was in prison at the time, and said, Hi, Mitch, you get out on March 3rd. I want to go home with you. I need help. Been up for days. Sorry about the writing. Very tired. If anything happens to me, Smiley knows it all. Sorry this letter who? is short. Smiley. Smiley. Who's Smiley? Who's Smiley? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. I'm getting okay. Sorry. Sorry. She's been out for days. That means she hasn't been home? I, it, there's no context to this okay. letter. It's right. just... Okay. Yeah. You're leading us to it. Yeah. So, sorry this letter is so short, but you have to know what I'm feeling. Love you always. I want to go home and start a new life. Love you. I'll write back soon. Love, sissy. Yeah. So, first question, who's Smiley? So, they theorized that Smiley might be one of Julie's friends, Rick. But although they... Um, they claimed that the fact that Julie mentioned Smiley in the letter was probably coincidental, which I don't believe that. Who is Smiley? Listeners at home. Yeah, some air quotes. You can't. Who is Smiley? And they don't give me any answers for that, so I can't help anybody. So we never find out who's Smiley. We don't know. Oh my lord! Sorry, I can't handle that. Smiley, but Smiley's a murderer, maybe. Yes. But. Along with the letter, there was a photo attached that was like a candid photo of her and this other lady. 
and on the note was like an arrow towards the friend. I don't know this if is... this person wrote the letter. Was you don't posing as her writing the letter? I don't know. I don't know. It seems. It seems very very it seems sketchy. Off, right? Like it I, does. I guess that's not. It doesn't seem like someone who like knew. The relationship. I don't know. Okay, continue. I'm this sorry. no. This seems like horrible. Like now murder. This is the one I want to solve. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like horrible murder mystery movie writing with like gaping holes in it that I feel like are never not going to get answered in this story. Well, they might, but as I go on, with let's the story. Sorry. <laughs> so till this day, talking. till this day, the friend is like nobody knows who that is. So, have we spoken to the boyfriend in prison? What's his? He doesn't know who the friend is either. No. Okay. He doesn't know who that is either. We should give him a call. Sorry, a lot of questions around this one. So, um, another murder was Iwana Patton that has been, or that was born in Buffalo, New York, and she relocated to um, Daytona. Give me the name again. I'm gonna call her Patton. Iwana Patton. Her first name Iwana. How is that what you said? I W A N A. And then I want to use it in a sentence. I want to go to McDonald's. <laughs> so she was 35 at the time. And then, like the rest of the murders, um, she was believed to not be a sex worker. So that's the only thing that's different about her and then the other two is do they all look the same? Is it the, Are they in the same demographic? I can't answer that. Okay. It's not Ted <laughs> Ted Bundy did not do they're they're in the same location. They were murdered in the same location, but they they don't like look alike. So he doesn't have a type, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So Iwana um, was actually a regular at a homeless shelter that was local to Daytona, um, and she actually used it as her mailing address for a while. But she was like in and out of there. So her brother is actually a police officer outside of Orlando, and just like. Quetta was with Julie. Wait, hold on, wait. Just like Julie was with Quetta, I want a new Julie. But she didn't know Quetta. No. Okay. So it's just these strange things that I just have so many questions about. And Julie's the one with the boyfriend in prison? Yes. And she's the, she's the, the common denominator here? Yes. Okay. I need a whiteboard and like some red string. I want a whiteboard. Do you need me to do <laughs> I want a whiteboard. I don't know if any of you watch um, Cold Justice, but do you need me to do like a Kelly Siegler moment where like she's up there? I don't watch it, so I don't know that I don't, reference, but you I don't know that? Either. She has she like, a good one. she'll have like all the suspects on a cold case and she'll literally have this huge whiteboard and then she's just like, there's like hundreds of like bullet points. Oh, then yes, that's exactly what I need. On each suspect. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. All right. Okay, so on February 24th, 2006, police get an anonymous phone call, which they trace back to a payphone at a gas station in Daytona. And the phone call, the person on the other line said, I found a body. He gave the location, and police was dispatched out there. It was 35-year-old Iwana, and she was shot with a 40 caliber gun. So, DNA was recovered from the scene, and that makes the first murder they had DNA, and the third murder they had DNA, but not the second one. Is, it, is, it, sec is it a sexual assault kind of DNA? Yes. Okay. Was yes. that one execution style or no? No. Okay. Do you have a question? Were they all naked? Yes. Yep. Okay, so Patton's car was found a few days later, parked behind a speech therapy center in Daytona, and that area was known for drug use and sex work. 
So I kind of gathered some similarities from all of them. And the first one is it was found in that they were all found in the same area. They were all sexually assaulted and all of them were shot. No, two of them were shot at execution style. Okay. And also with a 40 caliber handgun and Quetta and I want to have DNA semen profile from the same suspect. So this is my favorite part. I don't know how you can have a favorite like part, but inve so investigators came up with a profile of the serial killer, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I I just want to know how they come up with these things. Susan Simpson told me today that she like doesn't believe in profiling. She's like it's all bullshit. They're always wrong. You think Whoa. so? That's what she said, and I agree with everything Susan Simpson said. Oh yeah. Have you yes, have you read "I'll Be Gone in the Dark" by Michelle no, McNamara? No, but I listened to the podcast about okay. it, about how she made it. Okay. Or but everything it. she talked about was real about the Golden State Killer. Like, she profiled him herself. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that one. I'm sorry, Susan Simpson. I, there's part... I'm fascinated by profiling. So when she said that, I was like, but I thought she would love it. I thought she would be into it. Like, I, th I thought it would kind of speak to her analytical, exactly. like, brain. But anyway, okay. So, most likely, he was a Caucasian male, possibly had a significant other that investigators believed he held some hatred for. So he hated women, clearly. Yeah, clearly. He's a... Never mind, I was going to say Pee Wee Gaskins, but if you haven't listened to that episode, then you don't know. We'll go back and listen to it right now. The first episode? That was the first episode? Yeah. Yeah, and she's related to him, for those that don't know. Thanks. Anyway, so... Um, so he also had a job which would allow him to pay the sex workers on a regular basis. That makes sense. And he knew the women on a personal level and frequented the, frequented the area. It sounds like he was stalking them. Yeah, exactly. Like he knew, you know, following them to a payphone. Like, he knew, yeah, he was following them. It's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, in 2006, a lady came forward and said that her ex-husband was most likely the killer. Which, I don't know how true that is, because you could just hate someone and then be like, hey, he's a serial killer. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, apparently he had a, a history of violence and had confessed to her that he was the killer. And then DNA ended up clearing him, so he was not the killer. And then, a local homeless man that had frequented the shelter that I want to stay at most of the time. Um, his oh, name was... I thought you were saying you want to stay at the shelter. I want to stay at most of the time. Her name is like Iwana. I don't know what more you want me to do. I mean, I know that's her name. I just thought you were saying you wanted to stay at the shelter. Okay, so homeless man, and he frequented the shelter that I want to stay in, mm -hmm. was a man by the name of Rich Lindsay, who was looked into after killing his wife in 1988 and was sentenced to prison for 19 years, but we all know he only served 10. We do all know that. So, Why did he only serve 10? He killed his wife? Yeah. And it's I guess he got out on good behavior like everybody else does. I'm sorry. What? You can't. You kill yeah, somebody. Yeah, I get Good that. behavior. I get what that. What state was this? Don't ask me. Okay. Florida. 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 That's why. <laughs> it's Florida. <laughs> so then, um, DNA was obtained in that case, and it was ruled out for possible connection to the Daytona killings. So he's not that either. In 2007, Stacy Gage was a 30-year-old living in Daytona, and she had two kids. Um, she wasn't known as a sex worker either. So, um, but she was involved in drugs and she had some sort of cocaine addiction, unfortunately. Okay. Um, she 
So on December 10th, 2007, she, at the time she lived with her grandmother and she asked her grandmother to borrow her car to go to the store. However, she didn't come back. So a whole month later, her body was found in an, aban in an abandoned wooded area near a church. And what do you think she was shot with? 45? I was going to say, what was 40? 40. Yeah, 40. Yeah, that one. Yeah. The one you said earlier. But there was no DNA from this murder, so she wasn't sexually assaulted, it seems like. Oh, well, at least he didn't do that, you know. I guess. Um, so investigators determined that she most likely would have died the day after she went missing. And um, the murder of Stacy is often questioned as being related to the other three murders because of the he didn't sexual assault or sexually assault her. When you, did you say that they were execution style except for one of them? Yes. Do you know how how she was shot or where? Like what 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 is what is the No, difference? and I lo I looked literally on every single yeah. website that I researched this on and I couldn't find like they said that she was shot but they never said like where. Okay. Okay. And it wasn't execu execution style. So hmm. That makes me think that maybe she was trying to get away. Like he just wanted to kill her. You know what I mean? Like he, the plan kind of got screwed up on him. It seems. Maybe yeah. That way. Or maybe she fought back. back. Yeah. Maybe yeah, she like fought she, back. Yeah. So he's just like, I just want to kill her. Oh, I hate everyone. I know. I know. I'm People. sorry. So this is this is quite funny to me. In 2008, police requested DNA from volunteers which I don't know which murderer would volunteer their DNA. Right. <laughs> they said that they were doing it at traffic stops, so I guess they just stopped somebody and was like, can we have your DNA? Mm -hmm. I don't know why that would happen. But I don't have any questions about that. Like, <laughs> for what? So, to this day, people have questioned if there's a possible link um, to the Long Island serial killer, which I don't know about that one. The one, the recent one, or the one from, like, the 70s? I think the one from the 70s. Okay. Well, what year did this happen? Seven, but you can still. I mean, yeah, he might have lived like on Long Island and then moved down to Florida. Maybe there's a more recent one around. You remember that, right? No. Oh yeah, it's crazy. All right. Well, everyone, I'll have to give it a gig after the show. All right. And as of today, they don't have an active list of suspects for the Daytona Beach killer. Well, it seems like. It seems to me like you didn't have to be a sex worker to kind of be in that scene. Like you said earlier, like... The, you could have been doing drugs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like it's kind of... And I'm not saying not all sex workers and not all whatever. And that's, like, I guess why people argue, like, can we just regulate it so that you're not in a, like, a seedy lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know, like of the woman who was... Uh, the homeless shelter was her mailing address. So it seems like they were all kind of in the same community, even if they weren't all sex workers. And it seems like he was clearly like a regular. He was a John of, do we say Johns now? Can we say Johns? Are you still a John? I'm gonna say that we can say Johns. Okay. Um, yeah, he knew them for sure. I think you're absolutely right. The personal yeah. connection. I think he was stalking them. Yeah. And then he stopped, so it was over like two, so it started on Christmas, which is like, I love Christmas so much. Like don't ruin Can you imagine Christmas. her friend Stacy like waiting, like waiting for her to come home? No. No, and the grandma too, like waiting That's, to come it's home. Horrible. Yeah, it's it, it is horrible. It's so horrible. All of it. So it, it spanned over like a year. All of these killings, a year um, or two. Two thousand five to two thousand seven. And then you just stopped. Yeah. Hmm. That's 
Don't you always hate those? Because you're like, something happened. Yeah, is he dead? Like the Zodiac? I was about to say, check the dead people. Do you think the Zodiac is dead? Arthur Leon, he's dead. He had a heart attack. They were about to arrest him, and he had a heart attack. Okay, I need to clearly catch yeah. up on this. And the letters stopped when he was in prison, and then when he came out, he typed up a letter to Dave Tosky. It's amazing. That's why I always thought that, She wants to talk about it. <laughs> she wants to talk about it from that. Mark Ruffalo's the greatest. That's why I always thought that... Well, always, like, this didn't happen too long ago. The mm-hmm. Golden State Killer, when his children were being born, he stopped killing people. Those mm-hmm. were the breaks in his killing. So I was like, that is so interesting. Something happens, like, a, a thing happens, happens in your life, whether you're in prison or you have kids or whatever. Or you, you could be, like, Israel Keys and Ted Bundy and just have, like... Your regular life and your murder life. Or the BTK. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we just did that one, too. I wonder if the guy's dead now, which I'm, like, happy about. I so. Clearly, I know. I want to know who he is. Like, I want justice for the people who were sitting at home on Christmas Eve waiting for their friend to come back. You know, like, I want them to have a little bit of closure. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? You know what's even more depressing? Think about the fact they bought them presents, I bet you. And then what did they have to do with those presents after? You guys, don't ruin Christmas. Stop. It's the best time of year. Not you. I'm saying <laughs> you guys, like, people. Like, don't like murderers. Stop ruining Christmas. <laughs> uh, I just stop murdering, just in general. It could be, like, a, in May. You know, just don't murder people. Stop ruining everyone's time all the time. Stop murdering and assaulting people and animals. Please, if, it, if you don't have consent to do the thing, don't do the thing. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, Do you have a question? Yeah. So did they like go back and see if they're? And this could be a, like it couldn't matter. But that letter that was. Yeah. That wrote, did they go back and like look and try to find something that she wrote herself to like put the handwriting against each other so they could see if she actually wrote it? Because if, if they just saw that letter and they were just like, oh well, whatever. I don't know if she wrote it. It feels like she didn't write it. No, it doesn't. It sounds like a stranger writing to a stranger. And it it almost sounded like somebody was quickly writing it because the thoughts aren't all the way processed out onto the paper. You know what I mean? It almost sounds It's very choppy. Like, you know how people think, like, their thought processes, and it's, like, so many different thoughts at the same time. It sounds like she just took them, like... But, like, if that was... Okay, so just to put this, like, in, like, for us, right? So say I, hypothetically, was in prison and something happened with Brittany, and Brittany was writing me a letter... To let me know that whatever was going on. If she, Baby, I'm, I'm not waiting for her. If she had a picture with like one of her friends and was sending it to me, like I should know who that is. Right. So she shouldn't have to be, just be like, hey, find this pe- person. Like you would put a name or I'd be like, hey, like you remember Tiffany? Like go find Tiffany. Like she might be. Yeah, like, and it seems very cryptic. It seems like they don't know each other. Like that's not the letter I would write to you. No way. Like, so, so we, we've never spoken to this boyfriend. We don't know anything about him. No one's talked to him. I mean, as the detective on the case. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But in your research. No, in my research, like, there's nothing. See, he's the, one of the first people I want to talk to, right? Yeah. I want to know who Smiley is because apparently he knows it all. Well. Smiley? I think Smiley did it, no? There's, I, Julie is at the center of this Yeah, but, but, I have so many questions. I can't even think. What are they, though? Let's talk it out. How much time are they? Ten minutes. Okay. Eight, eight minutes. Eight minutes. I'm sorry, math not my specialty. Um, if you've heard our podcast before, you know that. <laughs> no, it's not. It is Will's, but not mine. <laughs> Julie, Julie is because she signed the thing. Like, there's such a Julie was the one who signed the poster, right? The mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Julie and the boyfriend. The murder. The 
Whoever did it, I think, maybe, again, speculating wildly, John Calamazzo style from Parks and Rec, um, yes. knew the boyfriend. Yeah. I think. Maybe. Because how would they even know to... Let's, let's go with the theory that someone else wrote the letter. Julie didn't write the letter. How would they know to even write the letter to the boyfriend? Because to quote Zodiac, again, sometimes they want to help, right? So if they want someone to be asking questions, that's a great way to help or get or like talk about it without actually saying anything. Put it as Julie is saying this. But why would they write to the boyfriend in prison? What was he going to do? What was he in for? I don't know. We don't know. I want to know when he received the letter. Oh, chief executive husband Casey is googling. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know when he received the letter. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, with that time. Yeah, because if she was already dead, then clearly, like. And did he write back? Do we have a response? Not that I saw. Do you want to solve this one? Do you want to go out and discuss all this? Should this be the goal of the podcast now? This to is solve the, the Daytona. Goal. We can I drive there real easily. Delivered it to us. Yes. I mean. Hmm. So when I want to Google this obsessively, it's just Daytona, the Daytona Beach murders, and I'll just Google, like, to Christmas 2005 or whatever. Christmas. So sad. Can't get over it. No. Just can't get past it. Okay, besides the point, we have some stickers if you guys want some. Yeah. Um, he has one, and you can grab some. Questions or anything? Comments, concerns. Comments, questions, concerns. Yes, Jonathan. I don't love him. Well, you're, you're He's a great guy. I, I, I was super intrigued. Yes, yes, yes. So his last, his last letter, he wrote that he was coming back, didn't he? Oh, or that is that a rumor? I, no, I don't know. I don't know yet. I can't answer. I've seen, like, I saw like how he does it, and apparently when he wrote the letter, he said he was coming back on March 21st, 2015. That's my birthday. Well, that passed. It's your birthday? Yeah. But it never happens, so great. You had a great birthday, though. You're not responsible. Are you the Zodiac? He's not in Atlanta. You never know. You never know. Yeah, they travel. This man broke the police. Will murder or can't travel. Dave Toski, he sent uh, uh, Paul Avery the piece of the bloody shirt, the journalist. Oh, yeah. How much that would ruin your mind to get a letter from this man? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's like the that's like the BTK when he sent the letter to that lady saying like. And then like he saved it on his computer, right? And that's how they got I don't him. think I. He was just a, yeah. an idiot on this. That's and pretty scary. We can scary. say that because he was a murderer. There you go. That's the rule. We're legally allowed to say that. That's the rule. Um, yeah, yeah Robbie got a hunt for you. Robbie, the lawyer, I'll be like, it's okay. You go. You guys, Robbie. Say what they're telling me that I can do whatever I want. Um, if nobody else has any other questions. I just want to shout out um, one of our listeners who drove here all the way from Arkansas, right? Yeah. Four hours. Four hours. To see this. Just to see us. <laughs> that, is, that has to be 100% like top five feelings like ever. Yeah. It was just so awesome. How did you find the podcast? Uh, just on Spotify. Yeah. Looking through true crime. That's how I found a lot of my favorite podcast that's actually how I find your podcast. I started typing like true crime and I was like if it doesn't have true crime in the name I don't care. I'm just not gonna it'll be fine. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for letting me crash. Except for Helen High Horror. Crash our band? Our good friends from Helen High Horror. Are you serious? Thank you so much for letting me join you today. It's been an honor. Let me know so I can I can post all this on today. You guys that's it for episode fifteen. We really hope you guys enjoyed and we just want to thank all of our listeners for being literally the greatest people that we know. 
Shout out to Ella for driving four hours to come see us at PodX. You are the greatest. We will be back next week with an all-new episode, and it will be a regular episode with just Brittany and I. Again, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week on episode 16. Bye!